and we're recording. Okay. Audience, we were chit-chatting, but I wanted to record this this portion of our pre-pod chit-chat. Yeah, off uh, the top off the top it's a it's a it's a Pete Holmes update coming It's a at Pete ya. Holmes update. Have we told the audience that he has reached back out? I don't think so. So that's update 1 is that we are still in communication. Yes, we have a tentative We haven't been ghosted. A tentative Wednesday in November, uh okay. which okay. Of which there are a couple. There's there's at least four. At least four. And so one of those days, uh, we're supposed to be recording with him. And Natalie asked me uh, if I had received an additional response. I have not yet. Um, And she said, Pete, don't you have an assistant or something? And I was going to say, which I wanted to tell you, audience, I think that's the issue is that this is like a personal thing. Yeah, we've sidestepped the administration, the administrative process he's got set up. I get it. Totally. Yeah, exactly. I I do think I do think that's contributing to to the difficulty because, you know, the assistant probably handles most most things or agent. I don't know. Hollywood. Yeah, it feels like he doesn't schedule his own podcast appearances. Mm. So we should get a media contact or something. I agree because I for his sake, not for our sake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I feel like we're sidestepping the process again. And I don't want to do that. I don't like to cut the line. I'm exactly. I like to abide by the rules. I want to participate in in the process, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I will say maybe he knows that his agent would say, Pete. Pete, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is Pete, kind this of is going to be bad for your look, dude. Yeah, this is kind of a waste of time. Well, it's yeah. good for his look, really. I don't know. We're we're pretty gritty. Yeah, I guess we're pretty controversial. Yeah, we're pretty. Uh... Especially the way I pronounce controversial. <laughs> yeah, people are pretty polarized on us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think, you know, he, his agent would be weary of that. They would say, Pete, you're going to get caught up in this drama that they're always creating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the buzz online, it's going right. to be, yeah, that's, which I understand. They're instigating Twitter wars every mm-hmm. day. You don't want to get involved with that. It's true. I heard Twitch is going through some things. Oh, sure. Why well, wouldn't be the person to know about that? No, I don't really understand it, but I just wanted to let the audience know that there is some Twitch drama going on right now. Sure. And so, but they, they banned gambling. That's part of it. Yeah. And then there's something else too. Sure. Cuz you Not- shouldn't you shouldn't gamble on Twitch. I think listen, I don't know if this makes me a square, but Here I Here we go. Why you shouldn't gamble, huh? Why mm. or why? I guess it's fun. Why indeed? I guess it's fun if for some people. It makes me anxious. Can't do it. But it makes me so anxious. It seems like or if we are gambling, it shouldn't be for real things. Like we could make up a fake gambling economy. Yeah. And all get our jimmies out and then just hold on to our real people money. That would be nice. That's my suggestion. That's what I'd like to start off this week with. Did you want to play the intro? And it's one of those classic controversial takes that that makes us That you've come to expect from the My Ex and I podcast. Roll it. it, (laughs) Your chips are down and you're throwing the towel. I don't think so. Because there's still one podcast out there that we can count on. Hey everyone. Hey folks. Hey everyone. What's up everyone? You're listening to My Ex and I with Natalie, Natalie and, Michael. and Michael. Two people who used to date but don't anymore. They talk about their lives, dating, relationships, and basically everything else. But they're not professionals. They're just making jokes. Don't take anything they say too seriously. It's My Ex and I podcast. Natalie can't stop talking and Michael can't stop bleeding. They're talking, talking exes, exes for the rest of us. Why would you start a podcast with your ex? Because loneliness is that hard. 
Hey, everybody. I'm Michael. And I'm Natalie. And my ex and I. And my ex has a birthday this week. Oh, that's true. I do. Happy is birthday, this my, Michael. Is this my like 30th birthday episode? Yeah. I think so, because next week I'll already have been You'll 30. Already. Yeah, exactly. This is the, the last episode pre-30 for Michael. Oh, boy. Dude, it's cool. You should. We should embrace getting older. Shit's only going to get cooler and like easier because we have more life experience. I think the 30s are going to be great. That's true. I, I also think that 30s are going to be cool. It's just, it's it's hard to start. You know what I mean? Well, the great thing is that you don't have to do it quite yet. And then when you do, it will just happen and then time will pass. Then time will pass. I'll be 30. It's going to be a Wednesday. So that's like, you know, middle of the work week. I'm just going to be going, huffing and puffing. And then suddenly I'm suddenly 30. Suddenly you're 30. <sighs> Whew. I like it. The 28th of September, 1992. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was brought into this world <laughs> at 5:12 a.m. At 5:12 a.m. to Karen and George Bishop. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Uh, to one George, of them. George. George. Yeah, your mom. Uh, I ended alive. with George, and so I said R.I.P. But then I realized, sure. oh no! But they were. I coupled them, so that seems like they're both dead. But that's not true. Right. That's not true. Um, happy birthday! Thank you Are, very much. I'm so you. What, do you have plans for your birthday? Did you want to watch do. a movie still? I do still want to watch a movie. Yes. Uh, and let me hit you with this. Okay. Um, so you requested that I watch 13 going on 30. Yeah. I did not do that last week because I had a bit of a mental breakdown of which you were a part last Sunday. Totally. 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 <laughs> totally. Love it. And Love so it. we could watch that on Wednesday, but I also don't want to like include you in my homework if oh, we think a no. different movie would be a better vibe. I'm happy to, but I also don't want to make you do homework on your birthday. Would you rather watch a movie that you want to watch and sounds fun? I feel like, yeah, well, I feel like I'm going to be stopping 13 going on 30 and making notes. And I don't want to do that while you and I are having a fun birthday hangout. But I did want to present it. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, let's, let's, you can pick something. You're allowed to pick something to watch on your birthday. Okay, I'm going to pick something. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're going to make fun of it. It's going to be a good night. And then after, other than that, though, I really don't have any birthday plans. Okay, okay. I'm going to go out to dinner with my mother. I was going to do a solo writing retreat, which I still might do, but I'm not a, I'm not 100% sure on it. it. It sounds like fun and seemed like a good idea in my head, but I don't, I don't know. You know, I always want to like go just get an Airbnb and hang out somewhere, yeah. but I, I could do that at home. Exactly. That, 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 those are my thoughts. I'm like, man, I'm really, I'm going to spend like $400 to, to be do. alone in the woods, <laughs> which I could just be at my house. It has a hot tub, but I feel like I could find a hot tub in a more reasonable condition. Yeah, you could find a hot tub for less than $400, almost yeah. certainly. Yeah. Not sure. like to purchase, but to experience. But to experience. Yeah, I could just go to maybe a hotel or something and get a room yeah. for the night and then get in the hotel, in the hot tub. Ooh, that's a fun idea. A jacuzzi? Yeah. That'd be a fun. Coos. I love a coos. I love a coos. I love a jacuzzi and then the koozies that you put on your beer cans. Mm-hmm. Both of them. Both of them. Well, so because it's your special your special birthday episode, um, I wanted to uh do a full reading of your birth chart. I love this. So uh I was I talked to a vegan one time and she did my birth chart, but I didn't know the exact time I was born. And as I've come to understand, that's pretty important. 
It is. It is. Yeah, um, I just said around 2 a.m., which is what I told you, which I found out uh, is not the case. Not the case. 5.12. 5.12 a.m. So I, I'm glad that you got your facts straight so that we yeah. have the most um, accurate birth chart from the top. This is a fun activity that I'm about to do for my friend. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're an astrology hater and you're you, it's not real, no shit. We all know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's fun. If Christians get to believe in a sky, a sky man, then Monkey, I get to believe in where the stars go, make things happen. Okay? I agree. So I shut agree. up. And listen, guy, I'm that guy. I don't believe in astrology. We're here. We're sitting in it, but I think I'm open to it. It's my birthday. I feel like I'm going to enjoy this, this process. I'm going to like, uh, it's going to help me reflect, I think, which I, which is really the purpose of astrology. It's just, it's not meant to literally guide us, but just a nice little helpful thing of, of suggestions of things that could be happening, traits that you could have that you can observe and either work on or, or celebrate. And, uh, and so that's what this is going to be. Also, astrology is a tradition that has been upheld by and a hobby that is most often enjoyed by women. So if you're a hater mm. right now, I'm going to find a way to make you a misogynist. There Thank it is. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> so with that, my good friend Michael, you are a Libra sun, which we know. Happy Libra season, everybody. Thank you. Um, you are a Scorpio moon. Ooh, the and, scorpion. And you are a Virgo rising. Nice. Okay. There's three different ones. Yes. Well, there's actually a, a lot of different ones, but those are your big three, your sun, your moon, and your rising. Um, additionally, pertinent things are your Mars is in Cancer and mm. your, uh, your Venus is in Scorpio. Nice. Okay. Okay. So That's I'm going to get down to um, your the like descriptions um there are a lot of other things that we could talk about like i could talk about um nodes and i could talk about mm. like what houses things are in and i'll i'll reference that briefly but okay just know that it's a lot and you don't have to understand it all it's just yeah. it's good fun this is gonna be difficult to navigate again i i've, I've heard one soft pitch from a, a vegan woman who made me a beautiful crunch wrap um but I, other than that I, i'm not really familiar yeah, that's okay. Um, we are getting all of our information today from uh, Cafe Astrology, which is a very popular free astrology site. It's not known to be like the most in in the biggest quotations ever accurate, but sure. it's it's a good free resource. Um, my favorite resource for astrology facts is the Chani app, um, mm. a, a really cool um, app made by an astrologist named Channy Nichols. Um, and everyone who works for that app, uh, they make over $80,000 a year. $80,000 is their floor for salaries, which I think is Love a really cool way to run a business. Yeah, that's pretty sick. A little plug for them. Yeah. Um, okay. So starting with your sun sign, your sun sign is in Libra. Okay. And the sun um, represents vitality, um, mm. individuality, and an outward shining creative energy. Sick. So I think of uh, your like one's sun sign as kind of like the way that you understand yourself to be like you're just oh. your basic impression of yourself. Okay. So let me know if that reson resonates. Okay. Um, the description here says Libra natives are generally thought to be sociable, somewhat intellectual souls. They have an almost innocent way about them that makes them very approachable. 
Generally quite eager to cooperate, Libras spend a lot of their time trying not to rock the boat. That sounds right. Yeah. I think that you are generally quite eager to cooperate. I think so too. You love cooperating, actually. I do love cooperating. Yeah, You don't want conflict. Mm -mm. You're just here to follow instructions. Nope. Nope. Unless it's with a bitch ass cop or something. Right. Yeah. Fuck 12. (laughs) Uh... In theory, in theory, Libras are peace-loving. In practice, they can quietly stir up all sorts of trouble with their ways. Sure. Like a podcast. Like a podcast. Uh, This controversial podcast that Mm -hmm. we have. That's what I'm saying. Because Libra enjoys balance in their lives, they seek the middle ground. In the process, they may end up trying to be everything to everyone. This is where their reputation for untruthfulness comes from. Generally, their untruths spring from a true desire for peace and fairness. Although they may not be comfortable with direct and malicious trickery, they feel totally justifies, justified when they lie in order to avoid making waves. Peace at any price. That sounds right. That sounds, yeah, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty accurate. In this sense, they seem harmless. <laughs> But what can result is quite a ruckus. I sure. love the copy on this website. It is good, yeah. Ruckus. People involved with Libras may crib about their lack of directness and their apparent inability to take a stand. Libras are experts at avoiding being the one to blame. When confronted, they'll calmly and reasonably say, what, me? No, I just want peace. <laughs> um, these are expressions that we can safely associate with Libra. Some more powerful signs may consider Libra to be a little on the weak side. This is all a matter of opinion, however. Without Libra, life simply wouldn't be as fair. Oh, that's nice because of the because of the balance because of the scales. Right there, you go. Because I'm the lady with the scales. You are, yeah. The that's pretty sick. What me? I just want peace. I wanted to do that line read. Oh yeah, that you. That sounds exactly like you. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Who me? Who me? I'm Steve Urkel. (laughs) Did I do that? (laughs) Who me? Now. Um, there's also lots, love cheese. There's lots more to, to read. Um, your son is in your second house. I won't tell you what that means because I, I only don't have fully one. understand it. Um, well, it's your spiritual houses, Michael, not your oh. real estate. Oh, God. If you had more than one, then you'd probably be a landlord and then we couldn't be friends. That's true. Yeah. And that doesn't sound very Libra. No. There is <laughs> not any Libra landlords, if you can believe it. <laughs> Um, so now we'll talk about your moon sign. Um, the moon represents emotional responses, unconscious predestination, and self-image. The moon represents the emotions, and the moon sign shows how a person expresses themselves when at home, at ease, and comfortable. Yeah, Mm. which aligns kind of with my understanding of moon signs. Um, it's kind of like your emotional self. Like, not kind of what you show outwardly, what you reserve for people super close to you, um, and like what what drives the lens that you see your feelings through. Okay. This makes sense. Makes see, sense. yeah. And I, th- I think this is like the, the rookie, um, the rookie astrologist here in me just automatically assumes that the sun sign is what represents every, everything. Right. Right. That's, that's just the thing. Uh, and so we're, we're delving into new territory for me, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you like think about, so what I think a lot of people like 
not fail to realize, but like really fail to internalize is that your birth chart is literally just what was happening in the sky when you were born. Yeah. With like all of, and that's going to be so different and so nuanced because of all of the literal moving parts. Yeah. That I think a, a lot of people's big gripe with astrology is that it makes generalizations and it says really vague stuff that way that anybody can find themselves in it. But that's like on purpose because right. every every vague description is paired with the other like bodies in your chart to yeah. come together to form the full picture. So, you know, it's a lot more complicated than people give it credit for. Anyway, your moon is in Scorpio. Sure. While others may find security and comfort in material things, moon and Scorpio people sing, seek out emotional intensity. No matter what, there is something very intense about lunar Scorpios. They are diggers when it comes to the world of emotion. They can see beyond facades and cut right to the core of a person. This ability to see what isn't obvious to the rest of the world can be intimidating to others or wildly attractive, depending on the audience. Their deep-seated the need... <laughs> Their deep-seated need for transformation and rebirth can manifest itself in the lives of lunar Scorpios in different ways. Most have powerful, emotionally intense lives. Some feel like it is beyond their control. These natives seem to attract emotional upheaval, and their lives appear to consist plenty of dramatic ups and downs. However, when accepted as an emotional need, rebirth and change doesn't need to be so dramatic and overwhelming. In some way or another, more Moon and Scorpio natives seek out intense experiences. If their lives are regular in any way, there can be an unconscious need to test their own strength and stir up emotional excitement. Self-awareness and acceptance is probably the best way to handle this deep need for emotional drama. Wow. That, that seems right. <laughs> yeah. I vibe with that. I definitely vibe with that. Hmm. Hmm. I can feel it. I can definitely feel it, especially. And I think I think that is like the inherent contradiction in me is that I cannot create drastic change in my life very regularly mm -hmm. because I'm pretty limited physically. I can't just I can't like be moving. I can't be shaking up big changes. And so I do I do relate to the aspect of like when when pushed, they we try to we try to create something else mm -hmm. and and test ourselves uh emotionally or i forget exactly how it was phrased but i i definitely vibe with that yeah there can be an unconscious need to test their own strength and stir up emotional excitement yeah 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 i feel i that. mean as a person who just emails minor celebrities out of the blue i think that's creating some emotional excitement yeah yeah for sure mm -hmm. and i've done that since i was a child that's you you've been doing that yeah um okay so one final paragraph that I'll share with you about your moon and Scorpio. Moon and Scorpio people radiate strength. Even in the absence of experience, they seem to just know things. It would be difficult to shock or scare away lunar Scorpios in the face of emotional honesty and power. Some people instinctively want to lean on them, and other less brave folk run away a little scared. Lunar Scorpios have exceptional radar that allows them to size up a situation and a person quickly and expertly. This ability to understand human motivation and nature can be too close to, for comfort for some and enormously comforting for others. Many lunar Scorpios are intelligent and astute. Those that use their enormous powers for intimacy and honesty are the happiest, and they make the most interesting and rewarding friends and lovers. Mm. I like Look that paragraph that. a lot. Yeah. I, and I also, I think I relate to that, that quite a bit. 
I'm pretty sure that's me. Especially like, I don't know about my radar. I don't know how good my radar is uh, for those situations. But like, um, I think it said something about being unfazed by emotional honesty. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely see that for you. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely. Yeah, I can you definitely say, that. You could say anything to this motherfucker and he'll be like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. My, fr- <laughs> my friend Jake actually pointed that out to me in college. He was just like. You're kind of problematically non-judgmental. I feel like I like there's literally nothing I could say to you that would that would shock you or make you not want to be my friend. And it's like, yeah, I guess that's true. Exactly. Exactly. That's the lunar Scorpio in you. I did I dig that. I also like the Scorpio symbol, and so I'm happy. I'm happy that, that I can claim it. Hell yeah. The Libra symbol's pretty sick too, and so I'm happy I got good you, symbols so far. You got good symbols. I forget what the next one is. Um, it's your it's your rising sign is what we're gonna do next, um, or your ascendant, um, mm. which is in Virgo. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, this is something that you have in common with me. I am also a Virgo rising or Virgo nice. ascendant. Is that why we why we dated? Probably. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> People with Virgo rising are often a little understated in their personal mannerisms and appearance although a lot depends on the position of Mercury in the chart. Sure. Generally, there is an intelligent, obviously. Generally, there is an intelligent and reserved aura about Virgo rising individuals that is unmistakable. These are actually somewhat shy people who need time to analyze things around them before they warm up to both situations and people. This quality can be received exactly as that, or it can be received as a rather standoffish, cool, and even critical manner. Oh. One of the big biggest personality traits of this position is body awareness. People with Virgo ascendants are sensitive to any discomfort or other signals their body gives them. (laughs) Many are especially concerned with physical health, and some are attracted to mind-body awareness exercises. Virgo rising people are often rather particular about food. There can be an unmistakable pickiness about what they put in their bodies. Virgo ascendant natives tend to worry a lot, especially when confronted with new situations, <laughs> and they tend to notice the tiniest details that others overlook. Yeah, I vibe with that a lot too. Do you? I have never actually heard the body awareness thing, and that yeah, I do vibe with that because that is one of the things that like I definitely feel like I am more aware of like clothes and like being yeah. in situations than than maybe other people like I'm there I have a lot of sensory like issues sometimes well yeah and it's funny because like I have hemophilia which is a bleeding disorder and <laughs> I, I get bleeds a lot internally into my mm-hmm. joints and muscles yeah I have one right now that started which is bumming me out but uh and I am fully cool with that. Like I understand hemophilia and understand bleeds. And so I'm totally fine when that happens. But if fucking anything else happens with my body, I, I am a baby about it. I cannot, I cannot handle like even being sick or like if it's something, if it's a feeling in my body that I can't explain, it freaks me out. Yeah. It's just like the fucking icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. So after I, everything. I relate to that. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so good at activities. You're, good, you're great at activities. It's because I'm a Virgo rising. Many people oh, with so this I position have a tendency to attract or be attracted to people who need help. Their relationships mm. may be confusing as a result. Despite, 
Despite the Virgo rising tendency to appear rather collected and professional, relationships can sometimes be messy simply because these natives don't always see their partners and partnerships clearly. There's a quiet charm to many Virgo rising people. Once they have had the chance to warm up to new people in situations, you'll find they have a lot to offer. They'll help you out of a jam, go out on a limb for you, and surprise you with a natural modesty under a somewhat critical and standoffish manner. Oh, I think I relate to that too. Yeah? Yeah. That, it's, it's complimentary in a lot of ways, but, and so it, feel, it feels stupid to say that I relate to it, but I think I, think I do for sure. I go out on a limb for people quite quite frequently. You do. You really I'll help, do. I'll help people out of a jam. I'll I, get people into a jam too if they like music. Or if they need help opening a jar. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I'll I'll jam your bread. I'll help I don't, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't need to fix that sentence. That's all right. That's all right. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I think Critical and standoffish manner, like, feels very, like, I I am, I think, a very nice person, probably, but I am aware mm-hmm. that sometimes when I just am living, I look like a huge bitch. Yeah, 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 because I, I remember, like, having this experience with a friend in high school who one day was just, like, he was telling me about a band he liked or something, and he, and he just said... Yeah, but I'm sure you'll hate it. And I was like, I was like, why? And he, he just said, yeah, because you fucking hate everything. And I hadn't even given him a reason to think that. And he he admitted that after we started talking about it. But he was just like, I don't know. I just felt I I, I guess I just felt like you hated everything, like, <laughs> like you were a hipster or something. Well, you are a hipster. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> but I like um, things. So I want to read your the description for your Venus sign. Ooh. Um. Which was Cancer? Which was Cancer, I think. Oh, no, it's in Scorpio. Your Mars is in Cancer. Oh. Um, your Venus I'm is so also sorry. in Scorpio. Um, so, but your Venus is kind of what rules your love life. Um, oh, shit. It's okay. Venus represents it's an just blank. in emotions, values, exchange, and sharing with others. So kind of your romantic relationships are included in that. Okay. Um, Venus and Scorpio people attract others with their intensity and willingness to commit. Okay. They have a they have a strong and concentrated manner which suggests their feelings run deep. Their actions in love tend to promise deep commitment even if they are not telling you this directly. <laughs> their appeal lies in their focus on you and their dedication. Venus in Scorpio seems fearless when it comes to intimacy. Potential lovers get the feeling that Venus in Scorpio will never stray, that they are intensely loyal to the one they love. I think that applies. I think that's true for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Serial monogamist for sure. And and I've been I've been single because I I have tried to become conscious of that and the fact that all right, dude, if if I'm going to point myself in a direction, I just, I'm just focused on on that person, and so I need to be more careful with that. Yeah, I mean, discerning. I think discerning. is a good way to be. Yes, for sure. Venus so I and like Scorpio. That. Well, it, it's it's good because Venus and Scorpio natives give you their complete attention. These people are very focused on their partners. Depending on their personality, um, you may find this unnerving or entirely flattering. Sure, 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 sure. They have a strong <laughs> need to control their partner, although this won't oh. be immediately apparent, and they may not ever admit to this. 
Their body and soul love and commit commitment can be so intense that it eclipses fun and makes loving them a very heavy experience. Interesting. Interesting. Their emotion and intensity may seem overdone to those look like looking for a more lighthearted partnership. These people take things to extremes and can be very provocative. Although they want mm. to explore all of your nooks and crannies, they won't always be forthcoming <laughs> with their own. When, you're, when you've upset these lovers, you'll know it. Depending on the moment, Venus and Scorpio will shoot you one of the most piercing glares around or totally blow up. Which style they choose, a, whichever style they choose, a slighted Scorpio lover is not a pretty sight. These people can be jealous of all your attachments, but few will admit it. They're not afraid of being underhanded in matters of the heart, and they are experts at cutting through the fluff and seeing you for what you are. Still, you may find their conclusions about you seem skewed and mistrustful. Interesting. Okay, okay. Well, I, I suppose oh. a part of my characteristic is that I don't admit it, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I super <laughs> so relate to that. Won't be admitting it today, and you can't believe a <laughs> word he says. I don't know if I super relate to that. I don't think because I a lot of that seemed to be characterized by like I would I would say jealousy. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I would see it as jealousy or just like a very intense desire for monogamy. Which yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think is a characteristic of your romantic habits. I think so. I think so. But like, I'm not. I I guess I, I'm not threatened by a significant other putting themselves in a position that could challenge their monogamy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't try to control those situations. And I think that's what I was thinking of when you were reading that description. Like, I girlfriends hanging out with ex-boyfriends or, or, you know, like, that kind of shit. Like, that 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 doesn't really trip me up at all. I think that control in contemporary relationships can kind of have a, a negative connotation. Yeah. But when I also, when I think of like being in control in a relationship that can still refer to like co-piloting. And I think maybe mm. in a healthy way, being in control in a relationship means that you are like very willing to, and expect to have very transparent conversations about yeah. expectations, what's going on. Like I, I, I maybe wouldn't wouldn't interpret that as like a malicious traditionally like toxic controlling man behavior yeah, and yeah. would more equate it to just like a desire to know what is going on at all times yeah okay okay that makes sense to me i definitely relate to that i i like that framing a lot more i definitely do because i was going to say i've i've been criticized for not or for being cool with I've I've had uh not a girlfriend but someone I was talking to get mad at me because I I was cool with her doing something and she was like you should not be cool with that. We kind of experienced that too I think one time. Mhm. Mm where you were like I was flirting with that guy not as like a test but or I, I don't think you would have framed it as flirting either. I, I, think, I think a guy I, was flirting with you and you were like why didn't you fucking say anything? I I think I know exactly what the situation was actually. <laughs> It wasn't that I was mad that a guy was flirting with me and you weren't getting mad. It was that a guy was flirting with me. So the situation was it was like one of the one times that because we didn't go out that much, but no. we were at Brat House. Uh -huh. And as we were going to Brat House, in this is a bar in our college town. 
uh, a guy that I had classes with that you didn't know yeah. passed us and then texted me yes, clearly very right. drunk and was like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you should come home with me. And then said, I'm hotter than that guy you're with Yeah, anyway. that's right. That's and right. <laughs> you did not get mad. And I didn't want you to get mad because he was flirting with me. I wanted you to get mad because he just fucking called you ugly. <laughs> I was like, come on, Michael. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. I was actually just thinking about that the other day because that person is married now and it's very weird to me. That is weird. That is weird. That's so funny. I do remember that. I did. That is not what I was thinking of. Uh, oh. But I now do, I do remember that situation, which is hilarious. <laughs> I'm actually proud of little Michael for not because that must have not made me insecure. Otherwise, I think I would remember it. Hell yeah. That's that's funny that little Michael was like, no, fuck nah, that guy. Fuck <laughs> well, he was like category like very wrong like i think objectively <laughs> very wrong and everyone maybe that's agree. maybe that's why i wasn't tripping like it wasn't even an argument <laughs> i do i do remember because you showed me those text messages and yeah i thought that's funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck that guy fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> all right you're mars in cancer okay <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm just thinking of being that, like texting that even, I know he was drunk or whatever, but like texting a girl, I'm a hotter than your boyfriend and being wrong is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't think I responded. And I think that's like the last interaction we ever had. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that sounds about right. I don't know what what the next interaction looks like. Yeah, yeah. What do you how, how do you come back from that? You don't. That is so funny. All right, you're Mars in <laughs> Cancer. So Mars represents the desire for action and physical energy. I think of your Mars sign as like how you handle conflict. Oh, okay. It's blank. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, no, this is fun. Mars is in Cancer. This position oh. inclines towards passive aggressiveness. Sure. These people seem to resist change and shy away from direct confrontations. They need to feel secure before they act. As a result, yeah. they can appear rather slow at times. Their <laughs> motto is, the best offense is defense. They may appear weak to some, but they can be very strong. Their strength lies in their tenaciousness. At their best, they turn others on, turn others sure. on with a, a protective, almost therapeutic way about them. The protective nature of cancer is best expressed when Mars and Cancer natives are turning the energy outward, when they have when they are being the protectors of others. Mm. Turning turning it inwards is when there are problems. Sure. They must avoid oversensitivity and self-protection. Some uh these people are threatened by indifference. They can be argumentative and manipulative. Their energy oh. levels are variable. And they can appear to move rather slowly. They have a defensive. They have defensive reactions and bursts of emotional displays when they feel cornered. With reassurance and confidence, these natives are protective, helpful, and dependable in the long haul. They prefer to handle situations peacefully and humanely. Okay. So. I vibe with that. Yeah. That's. I think so. Just I think like, that sounds like me. Yeah, I think so because you don't really ever get into conflict unless it's about a person you care about. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the only time I get into conflict. Right. 
I've been working on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. been, well, I've been trying to get mad at people for me. You can blame your Mars and Cancer for that. Okay, I will. I will. I'll say that next time. Hell yeah. Like, listen, dude, my Mars is in Cancer. So, is that what I say? Yeah, that's what my you Mars say. is in Cancer. So, we do have to fight. Yeah, we're going to have a problem here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want to know any of your other placements? Um, I'm less familiar with like what they mean, but I think this website will tell us. For reference, your Jupiter is in Virgo. Love your it. Your Saturn is in Aquarius. Uranus is in Capricorn. Neptune is in Capricorn. Pluto is in Scorpio. Um, and so that's, many Scorpios. That's the yeah. You have a lot of Scorpio in your chart. Um, that's kind of sick though. Yeah, it is. You have um. Let me find the where it lists it all out. I feel like um, I have like you six have, Scorpios. You have no fire in your chart. You have <laughs> um, equal earth and air in your chart, but predominantly water. Okay, hell yeah. So you have four water signs, four water placements, three air placements, and three earth placements. Okay, I vibe with that. It sucks. I, I like fire, but I feel like I'm more of a water. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That feels like me. Hell yeah. Just kind of floating. But your sun sign is an earth sign, so that's interesting. Oh, okay, okay. An earth sign with a lot of air and water in your chart. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. Like the earth, really. Yeah, you're kind of the earth. <laughs> that sounds, that. yeah, I could, I could see that. Astrology It sucks lesson, because um, the, uh, the pla captain planet, right? He's a hero. He's a hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Um. I like the fire guy the most. And so mm. that, that kind of sucks. I would have thought you would have liked the guy with the monkey the most. He's cool. Heart, Heart. is who you're talking about. He's, he's yeah. pretty cool. Um, but I, not, he wasn't relatable to me for some reason. You want a pet monkey. I do want a pet monkey to be sure. You talk about it all the time. Absolutely. Listen, that would be sick. Uh, but but the, the fire was the leader, I think. Okay. Well, would you, you be you the know, leader in the Captain Planet Planeteers? I think so. He had the jacket. I like jackets a lot. He had the cool jacket. He had red hair, which I do. Do you have red hair, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of red hair, oh my goodness, did you see the preview trailer for the new Little Mermaid with uh, Halle Bailey? Is it Halle I or Chloe? I, don't I did. What do you think? I thought it was sick. Uh, just the song, or is there another trailer? There's a there's a little trailer of her like singing, and you see her as Ariel for the first yeah time. yeah yeah. I I definitely fuck with it. It seems it cool. Looks, it looks cool. I think it was a nice probably, rendition of the song. It is. I think it's probably going to be mid because most of the Disney live action remakes are mid, if not for sure, bad. For sure. For sure. Uh, but I think that she is gonna do a very great job. I think so too. I and I I mostly saw the trailer because a lot of conservative political pundits were upset right. that she was black. Right. But <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> Seems like a weird thing to get upset Seems about. Seems like a weird thing to get upset about for sure. It's a mermaid, you know what I mean? It's a fake mermaid <laughs> in a made up story. It's uh super not real. It's super not super real, not real guys. Yeah, that's weird. Um, but I, I think it's going to be cool. I'm going to see it. Obviously, I see all of them. I'm subsequently disappointed. Yeah. You so, you've seen all the like live action uh, Disney movies? Aladdin? Yeah. How is Will Smith? Um, <laughs> what I love about Will Smith in the Aladdin movie, the Aladdin remake, spoilers, 
<laughs> is that they they needed they were like oh man robin williams as the genie we're yeah. never gonna be able to top that killed like, it what, no. how, what what are we what kind of story are we gonna write for will there's no to way. where he has a fighting chance right and what they do is they give him a a, a romantic subplot and his romantic love interest is Nassim Padrad. And oh. the entire story is a frame narrative of him telling the story of Aladdin to him and Nassim Padrad's kids. Oh, and that's so nice. What I like about the live action Aladdin is that canonically, the genie fucks. The genie fucks? I was going to say, I didn't know he could procreate. He can, apparently. But he's just a fella. Am I to understand that? So I think if I'm remembering this correctly, I could be making I think at the end when he like gets set free and he's like, I'm f- I don't have to be a genie anymore. I think he yeah. like uses his magic to make himself into a human so that he can have a right. human life. Okay. But he's, so he, he's still fucking. He, he be fucking for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, once you're, yeah. once you're human. What else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? That's kind of what we do. Yeah. Because I don't know if, I don't know eaten. if, the blue, if he had a penis when he was blue. I think he could have conjured one, eh? That's right. Like Green Lantern. I don't know. Green Lantern, he uh, he can he's got the ring. It's kind of like Captain Planet. They have rings. The penis comes out of his ring. The penis can come out of his ring if he wants it to. He can conjure. He's only limited by his imagination, so he can conjure anything with his Green Lantern ring. If he conjured a penis from his ring, would right. he feel it, or would it just like kind of functionally be a dildo? I think it would just be a dildo. If I if I'm being honest, okay. I, I don't think he would feel it. Okay, I don't think it's like that for the genie. I think the genie could feel it. You think it. he would feel it? I think the genie would feel it. Does he choose to feel it or is he feeling everything that he produces? I think he, I think he could choose. I think he has to be able to choose. I think if it's something that he's created that it's attached to his body, he can probably feel it. If he makes like a fucking table or whatever, he can't feel that. He's not like, the table's sad, by the way. <laughs> He's just being hey, passive be aggressive. Nice, be nice to the table. All right. Hey, I think we should all be cooler to the table because the <laughs> table does a lot around the fucking house, by the way. By the way, it holds all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> the table's never late on rent. Aladdin. Jeez. I know you were a street cat, Riff Raff. Street rat, not cat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that correction, but is there a huge difference? <laughs> Cat would be cool as fuck. Are you kidding me? If somebody called me a street cat, I'd be like, you bet your ass. But it's the same thing. It's not like a ha-cha-cha street cat. It's just a street cat. It's just like Why a, not? a cat I that think, lives on the street. I think, I think when you say the word street cat, it's implied that it is a ha-cha-cha it's a ha-cha-cha. But, but then street rat is fifle. What do you like? Then then we're just then we're just assigning things. No. I was a on mouse. a boat. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> He's a boat mouse. He's a boat mouse. Boat boat rat. Boat rat. Mouse? Yeah, but he gets to the big city. Well. Or what about the detectives? Uh, the great mouse detectives? The great mouse detectives. They're, They're mice. mice. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. You fucked it up. You got me there, Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Logic again. Yeah, fuck you. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I always happy, try. Happy fucking birthday. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, um, 
So I think we're we're almost at the 45 minute mark. I think if it's cool with you, we actually could potentially wrap it up a little bit early today because we have to go prepare to do another podcast. Another podcast, yeah. Yeah, we're we are be, Do we say it? Yeah, we should say it. We're going to be We're going to be on what the fuck with Mark Marin. Yeah, we're Mark <laughs> Marin. It's actually WTF. It's not It's not what the fuck. He reached out. He reached out. Uh, no, we're going to be guests on my friend Tyler's podcast. Uh, it's called No Repeat, and it's a cool podcast about music, uh, and they're they're building a playlist with no repeats on it um, based on prompts that they discuss on the show, and we've been asked to guest on an episode where we talk about the perfect song for the changing of the seasons into fall, um, specifically in Ohio. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And I struggled with it. So hear me flounder as I try to describe why <laughs> why I chose this. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna do great. You put a lot of thought into your picks. I did. Some would say too much, but well, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to do it for sure. Yeah, it'll be. Tight. We don't. I, um, we don't get. We don't talk about music a lot. We don't. We don't talk a lot about music, and that's something that we both really like. Yeah, so I'm glad so that we're going on a whole podcast to talk about music. And listen, this is our first you know, guest spot as professional podcasters. That's true. Know. Now, first we're guests. Next, we'll have Pete Holmes on the show. That's true. Wow. Wow. We're in the industry. It can only go up from here. I, I, you couldn't go down. Go down. Uh, <laughs> down is where we are. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Well, I, yeah, I'm totally fine with that because um, I got to listen to the songs that they pitched. You know yeah. how the show works. Yeah, you know, we don't do any prep work. For this show uh, until right before. So why would we do that for any other podcast? We that's very of? true. Yeah. We, you, you know give what? what you give. You give um, what you give. And <laughs> that's what this podcast is. Uh, do you know when their podcasts release? Because we could pitch it to our audience. Oh, I sure don't. But I'll, mm. we'll put it on Instagram. We'll put it on Instagram. On the story or something. Yeah. Yeah. Check so check story. back. Check back regularly. It'll be yeah. posted probably pretty soon, I imagine. Yeah, and hey, we haven't done this in a while, but if you're listening to this and you're not following us on Instagram, that's we don't really post a lot there anyway, we but don't you post should. Yeah, but if we had a shit ton of followers, we would feel obligated to. So pump those numbers up. Right. Make me and, make me make me feel bad about not posting and then we'll start posting more for sure. Engage, comment, like, subscribe, hit the bell, share. Um, share. There's there's no bell on Instagram. Well, I think that I was talking about YouTube. We don't have So. What? <laughs> we we don't did, have a you haven't been running the youtube channel what but what am i gonna post on it just audio uh i've been sending you videos of open <laughs> i thought that was just for me no i meant for you to put them on the youtube channel shit. so we would go viral and then become podcast famous oh shit i but that doesn't have a lot to do with the podcast i think was my thinking there like you it's don't just think? a chihuahua yeah that has everything to do with this podcast <laughs> she she's not on the podcast I beg to differ. She's certainly <laughs> been on the podcast. She's been, she's been on the podcast, but like you know, I I don't know if that would necessarily people would make the connection. Sure. Well, you know, I I choose to believe that our audience is smart. Um. So you know, you belittling them Big for their intelligent. Um, <laughs> great. Well, I think uh, I think it's time for us to say thank you to the people. Thank the you people. to the people. Thank you to the people. Uh, you know who you are. Yeah. And thank you, you to thank you to you, Michael. Happy birthday. I love you very much. You You're very my best much. friend. And I'm so excited to be in your life for another year and, and another trip around the sun. And another uh, decade. Yeah, another decade, man. 
I met you in a previous age decade. That's true. That's weird, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> but you met me when I was nineteen, so that's true. You got one up on me. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Sick. Happy birthday. I love you. Thanks. I love you too. Oh, there's Opal. See, it's, there's her, Opal. it's her podcast too. All right. All right. Hit I that think, bell. Hit that bell. I think <laughs> all that's left to say is good, good night, night, New York. York. We love you. Bye. My ex and I podcast. They're talking exes for the rest of us. Oh, but you're singing so good. <laughs> she actually hates. <laughs> Fuck brand. Michael, we've already recorded today, but I just remembered belatedly that I have a grievance that I'd like to raise. The other day I texted you and I said, some nights I am so gassy. I have no idea how I'll ever be able to sleep in a bed with another person. And you didn't answer me. And I know you were in a depressive episode, but that was a really vulnerable moment that I decided to share with you. And to have it met with um, cold indifference in the form of no response because you were asleep. While I realized that you had other things going on, I'm not going to lie, it hurt. And it made me feel too gassy to love. And uh, I just wanted to put that out there. Natalie, I'm very tired, but I did want to record this. I wanted to include it in the episode, first of all, for accountability's sake. And second of all, uh, so I could <laughs> I could do a public apology. I did not giggle there. I'm sorry. Uh, I, did, I did forget to respond to this. I was going through a bit of a depressive episode, and I saw the text, and I couldn't tell if it was a bit or not. Um, in retrospect, you know, obviously it wasn't a bit. Uh, but, uh, of course, you're very lovable. I love you very much. I was your boyfriend during Crohn'sy episodes when you had to have surgery and stuff. And uh, uh, that didn't affect my love of you, of course. And so I just wanted to tell you not to worry about it and that you're a wonderful person and that's your gassiness included. And I love you very much. So that's, uh, that's it. You're great. I love you. Fart.